exist. Do not be deceived, there are tares sown among the wheat. There is no deception so well hidden in plain sight than the agenda of the troglodyte. They aim to erase human dominion of the earth and claim it for their own. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Timmins podcast. Oh, this is a dadcast. Welcome back to another dadcast. I'm your host, Timmin. Yes. I'm here with my dad. Yes. We're both dads. We're doing good things, big things. Mm-hmm. Uh, got another awesome parenting episode for you guys. Uh, this is week four. I think we've done a couple weeks already. Yep, week four. We got notes. If you want notes, go head over to uh, your email machine and email us. Timmons podcast at gmail.com and I'll shoot you over some notes. Is that on the interwebs? That's, that is. I also put them in the show notes. So if you just scroll down on your uh, listening device, there should be all of the notes about our episode and then hmm. the questions cool. at the bottom. So I do a little bit of formatting for that. So yeah, pop my, pop my drink. Uh, this is week four, man. We're chugging right along. Um, the series is finished at our church, so you can't come yeah, and listen done. to it. Yeah, we're actually done. But, uh, yeah, we're going to release. Uh, there's eight weeks total, but we're not going to release one of them because mm-hmm. we would get canceled. The we're already one. canceled, but we're definitely not. Yeah, Tim and found out today that YouTube canceled one of his podcasts yeah. from a couple of years ago. Yeah. It took him a while to catch up to him. Yeah, it's... He is now being canceled. Just wait till... They hear week eight, <laughs> yeah, or week seven, yeah. or whatever. So yeah, we'll we'll you'll uh, this is four. You'll get another three episodes. Um, and just yeah, just so you guys know, this is a kind of a collective of what what uh, raising biblical families would looks like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do you want to just give a little? You know, yeah, week four is called the big picture. So um, I break it down into three main phases of parenting and what mindset you need to be in. And when their children are young, you need to be establishing authority, uh, a loving authority. Uh, and then in the second phase, you're beginning to coach. Um, and coaching is different than just telling your kids what to do, mm. right? And then the last phase is friendship, and that's when they're, you know, 17, 18 and up, like the what we're in now, friendship phase. I don't yeah. tell Tim and what to do. Nope. He's my bud. <clears throat> but... Um, a lot of parents get that screwed up. They try to make their little two-year-old a friend, and you can't. You love them, but they're not your friend. Yeah. You are the parent. And then when they're in their late teens, you don't tell them what to do. You don't treat them like a two-year-old. You don't treat them like a two-year-old. There's nothing yeah. more stupid. Um, what takes you off the most? When I see parents treating their teenagers like little kids. Man. I don't like it. Yeah, They're ruining stuff. And... I, um, and also I gave a, um, a, a kind of a challenge that's not written in here, but it, you'll hear it in the, uh, in the in, in the recording, mm-hmm. uh, to write love letters to your children. Huge, 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 huge. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. So yeah, well, I guess without further ado, let's get to the to the teaching. We'll start this. This is week four. You are. Oh, halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. Okay, we don't want to do that. 
That's an old song. Is that from the 80s? I think so, yeah. Is it? <laughs> okay. You don't want me to sing that then. Week four, the big picture. Okay, I want to relate here. Yessie, can you hear me? Can she hear? Thumbs up. Okay, cool. All right. I want to relate here the four phases of parenting that growing kids, that's the material we learn from, uh, that growing kids outlines. These are the kind of the parenting phases that you go through. So phase one is the discipline phase. That's from ages one to five. And the primary goal of this phase is to establish your right to lead as a parent. This is not oppressive authority. I know I keep saying that over, but you know, need to say that. It's not oppressive authority. It's loving authority. Children under five are too young to operate with understanding or make wise decisions on their own. You must have boundaries that lead to freedom when they can behave in a responsible way. But until they reach that maturity, you have to be the, quote, law. The good law, right? Okay. The next phase is the training phase. That is from ages 6 to 12. During this phase, you are showing your children what to do and how to do it. And you are explaining why they are doing what they are doing. They are practicing how to deal with life. Their decisions must begin to flow from their heart, not from your rules. So you're making that transition from being the ruler to them being the ruler of their own lives. So, Okay, the next phase is the coaching phase, uh, ages 13 to 19. During this phase, you are giving wisdom and advice to your children. You need to begin to move to the sidelines so that they can learn from their own failures and successes. But you are still there to protect them or help them when they have a glitch. But you want them to take ownership of decisions to make their own decisions. That's a little, I say that a little bit too much. Um, so this is the mark of maturity when they're beginning to own their own decisions. And the last phase is the friendship phase, 20 and older. Now that they have grown to make their own decisions and are old enough to have their own family, they can be your friends. They will always be your child and you can always exchange advice, ideas and wisdom with them as trusted friends but you must let them command their own ship. Okay, so that's according to Growing Kids. So I took this and simplified it into three phases. So I don't care which one you like, it's, they're, they're both good. So, um, so Growing Kids did a good job at outlining these three phases, or these phases of parenting. I'd like to break it down to three simpler phases. These age groupings are subjective. They depend on each child's maturity. So this is not a hard and fast rule. Okay, so phase one, parental authority. That's ages one to six or seven, somewhere in there. In this phase, again, you're the parent. You're in charge. This doesn't mean, this does not mean you're a tyrant, but that you have, but because you've been working for years and you pay bills, you understand the hardship of life, you've been through some hard knocks, you should be the one, one at the helm of your family ship. You have earned this position. Not that you are a dictator over your children, but your job is to guide and protect them from things they don't understand. 
you have to be the one in charge during this phase in order to protect them and train them for what they will deal with later in life. Next is the second phase is coaching phase. So I kind of skipped what they call training. Coaching phase is 8 to 16 or 17, somewhere in there. During this phase, you want to start training your children to have the ability to begin thinking through situations for themselves. You want to coach them or guide them through decisions that they make or difficulties that they face. Someday, you're not going to be there to make decisions for them. So help them make successful decisions now while you're still around. Let them make a decision and then discuss the outcome. You want them to know how to turn to God for answers. You want them to know that God is their father and that their faith in him is genuine. It's not built on your convictions. It's built on their own convictions. And I didn't write this down, but this is why um, I really got all my children to, I would read the Bible to them. And then as they got into their teens, I was like, no, I want you to read the Bible for yourself because I was handing off being a father to God, their father, so that he can father them. And my kids have heard me say that, you know, uh, whatever mistakes I did did make, if you have a good relationship with God as a father, he can correct things that I missed or the things I didn't do well. So that's, that's where I really started in that, um, in their young teens, wanting them to, to read for themselves. Um, okay, and then the last is the friendship phase. That's 18 years and up. Now that your children are making their own decisions, they're getting ready to strike out on their own. They don't want somebody telling them what to do. They want someone who's cheering for them, an advocate, not a commander. Because your relationship is secure, you can have divergent opinions and still remain friends. In this phase, in this phase your children trust you and come to you for wisdom, not rules. You will also enjoy learning new things from them. After all, they have begun to walk in the unique calling that God has placed on them, and they will impart wisdom back to you. And that's the phase that I'm in with all, all five of my kids. They're all more in that friendship phase. And I'll tell you what, I've learned a lot. <laughs> there's so much I've learned from them, you know, because there's things that they know more than I know. It, isn't that weird? They, they know more than about some things than I do now. So it's pretty cool. Um, I've seen many parents try to be friends with a toddler, and this, this kind of sounds familiar. I've talked about this before. So I've seen many parents try to be friends with a toddler to treat him like a peer, and I've seen many parents treat their 18-year-old like a toddler. Here's something grievous that I've seen. Uh, when you treat your toddler like a peer, you will raise up a tyrant. When you treat your 18-year-old like a toddler, you're going to create an enemy. I covered this same subject uh, in week two, but it bears repeating. Young children often rebel against authority because they want their own way. Selfishness has to be lovingly trained out of them, and they need to know or they need to learn that you and God are a loving authority that will lead them in the right direction. But by the time the child is in their mid-teens or later, you can't demand respect from them. A teenager is not usually rebelling against authority. A teenager is usually rebelling against a broken relationship. This is a much harder situation to amend when dealing with a teen. If you have a broken relationship with a teen, 
you will have to ask their forgiveness. Forgiveness in that you have handled these different phases incorrectly and that you're learning to correct things as best as you can. I would suggest doing the right thing at a young age so that you don't lose your relationship with the child as they get ready to leave home. And so I came up with a possible, uh, like a conversation that you would have your ch- with your child. The same, it's kind of the same situation or similar situations that you would have in phase one, two, and three. So that's what I, the example that I give here. Um, so in phase one, the parental authority. Um, so you tell your child, hey, you can play in the backyard, uh, but you can't go to the park unless a parent goes with you. Okay, so a two-year-old may ask why they do that a lot, two and three. Why, why, why? I would answer that question. You got it? You girls remember this question? When you say, you would ask me something and I would say, or you would say, why? And I would say, well, who's the dad? I remember them going, you're the dad. (laughs) So in other words, I'm the parent and you need to obey. This is a sufficient answer for a, a little child. They are not able to comprehend that child predators may be at the park, nor do you want to delineate for them, um, for their young mind, all the perversions of a pedophile. So you're not going to explain that to a two-year-old. You're going to say, no, you can't go to the park. I'll go with you, but you can't go by yourself. So you understand why you can't explain everything to a two- or three-year-old? Yeah. Uh, Phase two. This is the coaching phase. So your 12-year-old wants to go down the block to play baseball with his friends. At this age, it's fine for him to go because he understands that there are certain characters you need to be aware of. And so then you can say to him, hey, you can play baseball. I want you to stay in a group and come home as soon as you're done. And your son may ask, why? Now you don't want to go, well, who's the dad? Now it's a different phase. So your son asks, why? In this phase, you give reasons for your instructions. So here's the reason. Because there's safety in groups and dinner will be ready by then and we enjoy spending time together as a whole family. So you're still the parent, you're still in charge, but your instructions are are built upon virtues and reasons that he can grasp and agree with. That's the coaching phase. And then phase three. Your 25-year-old... Do I have a 25-year-old daughter? No, there are. Not anymore. Oh. Your 26 or 28-year-old daughter asked if, if you're... 29. Oh, your daughter asked... <laughs> oh, come on. You're always... You're, you girls are like always little girls in my eyes. Okay. So your 25-year-old daughter asks... You, you ask her if she's free Saturday morning, and she asks why. And then I would say, because I can't figure out what mom needs for Christmas, and I know that you have great ideas. Just let me know if it works with your schedule. It would be fun to see you if you have some time. If not, let's make another time. See, so this is a request, not a demand. Your daughter is an adult, and she deserves respect for her own schedule. So I just took a scenario out of each, each phase there. Boy, that was quick. Um... Let me throw some of these questions out. And we can also take, you guys always have good questions, so. Uh, what do young children typically rebel against? I'm just asking this so you kind of get it cemented in your mind. So a little kid rebels against blah, 
and uh, teenage rebels against. So what are the differences? Do you guys remember? Is this from last week? Yeah. Well, I actually from it's. I've said it before, and then I just read it too. But I just read a whole two pages, so it's okay if you don't remember. So a child typically rebels against authority because they because they're still learning not to be selfish, and then a teenager rebels against usually a broken relationship. Not all the time, but that's typically what happens. Because typically a teenager's ticked at the relationship. It's been ongoing. It's not been handled well. So, um, I'm not going to ask these other ones. These are stuff you can go over if you want to on your own. And then not every um, nobody. Oh, you have. We only have one person here right now that has a child. <laughs> so. Uh, so I'm, so I'm encouraged with a lot of single people that we have. I think it's awesome. Okay, that's the big picture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask uh, if you have any questions. But let me tell you, what, I always have a little, or a lot of times I have a little story. Um, one thing that I would um, encourage you guys to do for in the future, and all of you that aren't married yet, but... Um, this, this is, I don't know, it's not really related to the different phases, but uh, this relates to having a big picture of um, parenting. And one thing that um, I've really told guys that, especially men, that you should write a love letter to each one of your children. So every one of my children have a, a love letter. Um, and it's, I don't write a lot. I just write a little paragraph. It's probably been five years since they've added to it, but I probably need to add to each, each one of them. But um, it's, really, it's really cool as they're little to write a little paragraph. So I started writing these letters before they could read. So there came a point when they could read and I handed them the letter, but I've added to it. So, so each child has a love letter. And the reason is because they ha- then they have something written because, you know, we give verbal affection and stuff, but they have something written that, and I hand wrote, it's handwritten, so it's a little scribbly because I don't have the best writing. <laughs> but it's from dad, you know, and I know it means a lot to them. And then every once in a while I add to it. So they'll, like, they'll have stuff from when they're little, little girls or little boys and then teenagers and then later on. So it's been, it's, it's, yeah, it's been fun. And I've encouraged a lot of other guys to do it. Um, I, I can say that not many have taken my advice, unfortunately, but I can't make them do it. But I would say do it. So if they yeah. these, aren't they waiting for your death? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've given each one of them, I have the handwritten letters in a safe, but I've copied them, copied each one of them and given them to, and when, when I update it, like I've, like I want to update my love letter to each one of them. It put another paragraph in for each one of the kids. So when I update it, I'll give them a copy again. So some people have tons of money in their safe. I don't have tons of money, but I have love letters. <laughs> so because uh, well, I've out. I have. I'm doing. Uh, thank, thankfully, I thank the Lord that I've outlived my grandfather and my father. Um. I'm I'm older than both of them, 
they, they didn't last as long as I did. And so I started going, I need to write them letters. Not that I was afraid of death or whatever, but it's like, if I'm not around, they have that. And so the cool thing is they're all in the, in their, you know, around their twenties and up and, you know, they're all okay. I don't need, I don't need to parent them anymore. We're, we're past the kind of the critical stage where, you know, it's really tough on a family when the dad's gone, you know, or a mom, but, but anyways, they have those love letters. I know that means a lot to them, so. I didn't have a certain age when I picked out when to give them to you. I just know there was a certain age when uh, uh, Tim and Hadessa and Leah could all read. I think that's probably when I gave them to them. But the little boys I probably held under theirs for a while um, because they were younger. So. You mailed mine to me when I was in Ireland. Oh, you were in Ireland? So that was when you were 18, 19? Yep. I didn't give it to you before then? Did I read it to you at all? You might have, but I don't remember. Hmm, I, so I, yeah, I don't know. I, at some point I just I said... I remember her getting it. Oh. Probably because I cried. Probably consoling. Maybe because you're in a foreign land. I'm like, oh, I, was, I can't, I can't. Time, time appropriate. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She was gone in Ireland for a year. It was tough because we couldn't do anything. You know, both Aaron and Hadessa were in Ireland for a year. And it's like, you can't, you can't help them. They're on the other side of the, of the globe, you know? You can't. Yeah, it's tough. I think I every day. probably Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So anyways, do love letters. Do them, you guys. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, questions, Lazare. Question do you think that one can view the civil war through that a broken relationship instead of just rebellion? Can you view the civil war through a broken? You mean our American civil war? Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that like teenage rebellion, like oh, rebellion is bad. But I never really. I always thought of like it's just railing against, railing against authority. But then when he said broken relationship, I just. Oh, that's a good... I don't know. Sorry, I just read a whole book about how evil Lincoln was. And <laughs> so, like, this is just kind of summed up the whole book. So, oh, really? And back to parenting. <laughs> Teenage rebellion. Yeah, I don't know. The Civil War is, yeah. It was off track. It was, it was bad. It was bad on both... Yeah. And, and each side criticized or demonized the other side. So, you know, it's unfortunate. So, but where... Like, I've always heard, like, that when teenagers did that like at what point like the age is when is the difference between the age of like a child being rebellious against authority and like the rebellion against parents broken relationships like where do you think that yeah i you know each child is different but you know i'm gonna say some some kids in the early teens are already like fed up with their parents and so the rebellion is more like i don't i don't like anything they say because the, the you know I don't know that it it becomes it seems to become and I, I know I'm speaking generally because every every person is different but um yeah it just seems like a little kid when they're rebelling they just don't they want to do what they want to do it's really not about the relationship but a teenager mm-hmm. it it's they're mad at mom and dad ongoing because of 
the relationship hasn't been handled well. I think especially for parents that that treat their 12, 15 year old like a two or three year old because they, they, they don't move out of the, you know, they don't move into that coaching phase. I think a lot of parents don't move into the coaching phase, if that makes sense. That we're, they want their children to start making decisions, even let them make some decisions that are not the best, but then, hey, how did that turn out? Do you think that was good? Or, you know, not coming critically, but did this turn out the way you thought it would? And so they're beginning, if parents would do that, I mean, I think, I think a teenager would really like that. Like, yeah, that wasn't the best decision, but my parents made me, let me do it. And then kind of trial and error. Now you don't want your kids to go to, uh, you know, satanic worship session or something to see if they like it. You know, let's not, let's not go that far, but (laughs) yeah, there still have to be boundaries, but so I don't have an exact date. A young child could actually be rebelling like a 10 year old that's, could be rebelling against the broken relationship. Could be, I think so. Or an adult child could be rebelling against their the authority of their parents. Like, yeah, yeah. An adult child should be thinking for themselves and making good decisions. So if an, if you're 18 and I'm treating you like Lazare, you can't go out t- tonight to do this. You can't do that. And, and it's like, yeah, but you're old enough to be drafted. You're old enough to drive and hold a job and pay bills, you know, so. (laughs) Yeah, so. So, yeah, is that. So if a parent's treating you like that, you're not only rebelling against their their authority because it shouldn't. Their authority isn't there anymore, if that makes sense. I don't know. Again, these are really, these are all general, so. Who was throwing pens, Lazare or Lazare? Well, that was that a good decision, Lazare. <laughs> Did you like having to get up and walk around? Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have quite. Again, these are generalizations, and every child's different, and a parent's going to know better each child. You know, kind of where they're. Or I would hope they would know if they're in tune. You know, so, yeah. Any other questions? Wow. That's good. This is a short one. I, as soon as I turn my phone off, somebody will have a question, I'm sure. You might have a question. Do you want to turn it off? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to stop it here. Boom. There we go. Yeah. Solid. Audience is getting a little rowdy there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you learn about being... I mean, hey, kids are rowdy. Yeah. You know. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, again, reach out to Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up for notes. Um, you know, let your friends know. If you know a parent that needs... <laughs> <laughs> this advice, yeah. Was, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be the bad guy and tell them they're not doing their job, yeah, just so let them listen to this stuff. I'll be the bad guy because I don't know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell my barber about this and just sharing it, sharing wisdom, man. That's what it is. <laughs> so, 
Cool. Well, we'll yeah. see you guys next week on the or next time. Maybe not next week because they'll do it when. Yeah, Tim is the master. He can release them when he right. wants. Right. So we just don't know. Yeah, you'll see this next episode later on. If you hit fifty thousand views, yeah. you'll release this next one. Yeah. If I hit five views. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Catch you on the next DadCast. Peace. Bye. Of the Troglodyte, soon among the